Today's episode is brought to you in part by Pocket Casts. So, you're a podcast listener. That's awesome. Did you know that you can enjoy an even better listening experience with the new Pocket Casts app? With powerful search and discovery tools, they've made it easier than ever before to find your next favorite podcast. It was even recognized by Wired Magazine as the podcast app every iPhone user needs. Pocket Casts is beautifully designed, easy to use, and offers amazing features like play without subscribing and advanced episode search. Pocket Casts helps you quickly discover and enjoy your favorite podcasts with more than half a million shows to choose from. Change can be hard, but sometimes it's worth it. Download Pocket Casts today from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store or on the web at pocketcasts.com. You'll be glad you did. And now, back to the O Club. Guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a great week. You're here with your host, Brad Silliker, and your other host, Lucas Candy. Hey, Lucas, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I'm sick. So, uh, you know, you might hear some coughing, some wheezing, some, you know, just general uh, sickishness. Wait, did you say sickishness? Sickishness. Yep. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, buddy, your voice sounds like um, a burlap sack filled with gravel. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so, um, you know, I actually always enjoyed when I would get just sick enough that my voice would lower Oh, uh, that's the best. And then reading. You feel like Batman. Yes. And when I'm reading stories to my kids, you'd, every sentence would end with a drop in, in your inflection. Um, sea dog, run. And you're. Action. And, the, well, and then you get to the. That's the best part of being sick. And the worst part of being sick is when you constantly have to like clear your throat. But then every time I'm in a lineup somewhere, I feel like I'm being super rude. Like I'm like, like serve me now, you know. And I'm like, no, no, I really am clearing my throat. I'm not trying to be rude, you know. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to do that again right now. (coughs) I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just coughing. That's all right. Have you been through the drive-thru recently at Dairy Queen? Uh, You know what? It's funny. I've been there once, uh, only once since we had our last podcast. And I was like cringing and hoping they wouldn't remember and be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. And then after I went through, I should have recorded my whole like spiel and then we could have put it on the Instagram or on the Facebook or something. Could you do me a favor? I could uh, try. Um, hopefully. If Not get- be sick? Would that be helpful to you? It would be. I'll tell I'll make you a deal. With the sponsorship, sp- I can't speak now, with the sponsorship dollars that are going to be just rolling in, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll send some of those your way if you would go to Dairy Queen and order the classic Lucas and record it for us. I'll get a, I gotta get, keep my receipt though, right? Yeah, keep your receipt. Otherwise, it's on you. You've got to pay me <laughs> back right. the money. You know how these things work. Well, Lucas, <laughs> listen, we've digressed enough. It's nice to see you though. This is the third time we've talked in one day. Wait, no, it's been fantastic. Wait, was that today or was that was today? Eh? That was now. I'm sick, so I could be feverishly misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it is. Thrice in a day. Thrice in a day. Uh, Well, Lucas, we have an interesting question that comes by way of Yahoo. Keeping in mind when I say interesting, I mean it comes from Yahoo. 
so the question is this, and it made me think, because I, I have to be honest, I didn't honestly know the answer to this. No judgment, okay? Uh, the, the, are you okay? I, I, I'll survive. I appreciated the movement, getting away from the mic and all that. It was quite loud. <laughs> the question, Lucas, is this. Do fish drink water? That is a tough question. I mean, well, sorry. No, it's not a tough question. Like, everything needs water. But I guess the question is, do they just absorb it? Or do they, you know, is the, do they actually drink it? But here's, here's the question I was thinking. Let's take it to the next level. Do they know they're drinking? Like, has a fish ever thought about the fact that that's stuff all around it? It needs it to live. Like... We just like for us, like with oxygen, it's just everywhere. It takes it for granted. Does it? Do they know that they drink that water that they're in? Although, wait a minute, hold hold on one sec, hold the bus. What about all the fish in the ocean? Wait. Do they just drink salt water? We can't drink salt water. I thought this was a stupid, stupid, easy question, and now I'm confused. Um. Well, Lucas, now hold on. I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> Is it a fish doctor? It's not. It's a no, fish scientist. No, that's not a new segment that we're doing. <laughs> I'm getting Dr. Gill. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, okay. Kathleen, if you, I know your son Bailey listens to the podcast. Kathleen, I'm sorry. Oh wait, I have to take this. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Right now, Brad is on the phone. Okay, lay it on me. What's your good news? A, he had to take out his earpods so I wouldn't distract him while he's talking on the phone. <gasps> Fantastic. He's pretending he's engaged. He's not interested. His eyes are glazed over with boredom. Oh, he's he's taking the microphone even further, or the earbuds even further from his ears, so I can't distract him. He's drinking his coffee though. Still drinking. Still drinking. Oh, he's a thoughtful look on his. He's furrowing his brow. He's really thinking about something. I, I don't know what. It's hard to say. Okay. Man, I'm jealous of that hair. He's got so much hair, and I have so little hair. Man, some people have all the luck. I'm sick oh, and bald. Okay. He's healthy and hairful. It's, you know what? It's just not fair. I, I, I can't take it. Oh, he's now he's rubbing his, his eyebrows as he's furrowed his brow. He's really thinking about something. You can tell this is a... A real dilly of a pickle. He's 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 sorting himself through here. Yep, he's thinking. Oh, rubbing those eyebrows again. Yep, deep in thought, deep deep in thought. He sees I'm talking about him. Now he's wondering what I'm saying, but he'll never know until he gets my version, my side of the recording, and then he'll know it all. But he won't figure that out for another forty five minutes at least while he's editing. He puts he's putting the earpods back in. He woke three days later in a daze. <laughs> so what have you guys been talking about? Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Did, I had I had I entertained myself. Did, well, that's fine. Did you entertain the people? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, I mean, I'm sure you'll edit it out. But I mean, I I I, I pretended like I was still talking to them live. Were you monologuing? Oh, he was monologuing, monologuing again. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> and I talked about the fact that I did not cough one single time while you were off the we were off the air. And now I'm going to cough like all the time. That was your time, Lucas, to take over. This oh is, shoot! This is my time. Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> to Fredericton, Fredericton Wesley Hanwell, Club. Ho Hanwell Holy Club, the Hanwell Holy Club, <laughs> not affiliated with the, Oxford Holy Club. No, 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 the Hanwell Holy Huddle, <laughs> Triple H. Triple H. Oh, <laughs> we can't edit this out now. This is gold. This is gold. 
Okay, so okay. Um, sorry about taking that phone call. It was important. It was for our no, next no, youth rally. I had to. I had to take that. Um, okay, I really should have stopped the recording because I'll have no idea where this was. Mm. <laughs> um, so we're we're, ta- we're talking about fish. You went to the same place I did. Actually, was they live in the water? So to them, do they even? acknowledge it like when we take a breath we're we're bringing in oxygen right but i don't think about that no and we only know about it because our species is so ding dang smart that we figured this stuff out but like dogs and cats they don't think about breathing they don't know that oxygen is a thing you you know normally i would have agreed with you but then i my eyes were open to the world of yahoo answers and i really kind of took a step back (laughs) and went how smart are we there, fair enough. Because there's some interesting as, as a collective, as a, as a species, smart as individuals, dumber than a bag of hammers. Okay, um, so, okay. So why don't you? We're already eight minutes in. So why don't you tell me what you think? Do fish drink water? I feel like if I had to gun to my head, I had to choose. I would say yes, but I mean they could also just soak it in through their body. Can you know how like when whales beach themselves, they have to like keep them wet and stuff? But that just could be a skin condition, so they don't get you know crackly. Um, yeah, I, I think that they probably do drink water. Okay, but the salt water thing, I never thought about that. Okay, well Chris Blenar from Montreal, Canada <clears throat> says only saltwater fish drink. In freshwater, the inside of the fish is saltier, quote-unquote, than the surrounding environment. Water Mm. moves into the fish by osmosis, passively through the gills and the skin and the stomach. Fish have to eliminate all this excess water by, uh uh-oh, by peeing. Um, So They don't drink, but they do pee. uh, Well, no, it, uh, it sounds like saltwater fish are the ones that drink, according to this person. We've got to trust him. He's on the internet. You can't just get on the internet without a license. Um, this person knows that they drink and urinate because they say uh, this is Neil Parks. He says that uh, their fishbowl kept overflowing. <laughs> that can't be a thing. <laughs> That's I, I call chicken. No chicken bones on that. Uh, no, dear. Um, there's all kinds of other comments and... Um, if it can be proven that they do drink water, they should be charged water rates. Uh, uh, that's from Mary uh, Fallon. Um, Helpful and hilarious. Yeah. So do fish drink water? I'd like to think that they must because of, mm-hmm. but, but do they drink it like us? I can't imagine that they do. They're more of gulpers and sippers. <laughs> uh, Lucas, we're going to move on from that question be, uh, just because we really should. Yep. Uh, this one comes through. A, it's a listener question. And I've found there's been a common theme for quite a while uh, with our listener questions. Uh, And so, you know, we've talked about similar things in roundabout ways or whatever. So uh, I'm sure we'll zero in on it. But this one comes uh, by way of one of our listeners. If I haven't said that enough, can I say listener again? Anyway, (laughs) if you try to go to church or watch online and read the Bible every night and go to youth group, why don't I feel him when I really need him, him being God? Uh, I, I threw a few things, I threw a few scriptures out there because I, I, from my own experience, there are certainly times where I would agree with this. It seems like you're hitting all the, you know, you're getting all the check marks, quote unquote, but you still, you maybe you feel dry. You don't feel like he's there and, and it's maybe in times of need. Um, 
In Deuteronomy 31.6, though, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So I, I want to I just set the tone with this uh, piece of scripture is that he will not leave you or forsake you. And you can look in the New Testament. This, this scripture is, uh, is quoted in the New Testament as well about the fact that God will never leave us or forsake us. So I, I, I want to establish that as fact right now. Can, would you agree with that fact? Agreed. Um, so if the fact is he won't leave us or forsake us, then how come we feel like that sometimes? Uh, you know, I thought of, I thought of different people throughout scripture that I've read about uh, that, you know, that, that knew a lot about God. They would have gone to church or to the temple at the time. You know, they, 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 they were, they were looking in the scriptures daily um, because, and it says, you know, John, and I've used this scripture on the podcast before, but John five thirty nine says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them uh, you will have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Uh, Jesus, these were religious leaders that were, you know, they had their head in the Bible or, you know, they didn't have the quote unquote Bible, but they had their head in the Old Testament. Um, so much so they thought that if they just stayed in that, that that's where they'd find eternal life. But what they didn't realize was that eternal life is really found in Jesus in a relationship with him. And the, and the last thing, and Lucas, I see you're making notes. So I want to throw this last scripture out there and it's kind of a dark one. So bear with me. Uh, it says second Timothy, uh, it's in, found in second Timothy and uh, it goes, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasing, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then this was the part that jumped out at me, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. And it kind of put me in... In the thought of it is totally possible. The reason I share all that is because I think it's totally possible to hit all the check marks mm -hmm. of, of, of what we think you need to do in a day. And that by doing those, just by, you know, if I make sure I read my Bible, okay, if I, you know, all this stuff. And you can appear on the outside to have it all together. Every Sunday you're in your same pew. You know, you're at the Bible study, you're at youth group, you're, you know, you're listening to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, you, you know, from all intents and purposes, you've got it together as a Christian, but there's something that you're missing. Now, I will say this, even someone that has an active, engaged relationship with the Lord goes through times where, where maybe they don't feel like he's right there with them, which is why I wanted to establish the fact earlier he will not leave you or forsake you. Um, but I, I think it's important for us to understand that regardless of our feelings, and I want to touch on that in a second, regardless of our feelings, it is totally possible on the outside to look like it and, and not have it on the inside. And that's kind of scary. I underlined the last verse there from Second Timothy saying, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. And that's something that it's very important to not look like we're, like you said, to, to make sure we're not looking good on the outside, but not doing, you know, checking all the boxes. Like I've done this, I've done that, but not actually having that relationship and, and getting to know Jesus, uh, is important. Uh, it's not just about the, the, you know, the religion and there's not that there's anything wrong with, you know, church or, 
or right. you know, youth group or anything. Those things are great. But sometimes people, that's all they do. And they don't try to actually have a relationship with Jesus. And then all they're doing is falling into the religion uh, and not into the faith. Um, and that's where it can be, you know, dangerous. And I was just thinking of a couple different things from the Bible. And, you know, it talks about being still and knowing uh, that I am God. It says, it says, don't be still and feel that I am God. Be still and know, like have that knowledge, you know, um, understanding that, God is who he says he is and that he's there for you. And sometimes you feel it and sometimes you may not, but still having that's where faith comes in. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of the the scripture and I can't remember where it's from, where it talks about, you know, I, this guy was in a cave basically. And he's like, I, I listened for God and a, a hurricane came by and I, and I listened and I looked for God and he wasn't in the hurricane. And then he wasn't in the earthquake and he wasn't in this. And then there's a still small kind of like whisper. And that's where God was. You know, you have to really be, be listening to have these moments and, and to, to kind of, you know, feel him and I know it's you, you kind of want to have this like electric experience but that's that's not what most of faith is not in my experience anyway it's about um, having your faith and you know um, growing your faith and being with going going out and sharing his love with people and spending time with other Christians and that's a, and having that kind of communal experience is where you can you know really feel this yeah absolutely just so that people know in case you're wanting to look it up um, <coughs> Hearing God in the whisper, not not in the wind, and not in all that was uh, was Elijah, and it's found in First uh, Kings nineteen and verses uh, verses nine and and then kind of following down through there. So go check that out because that's a really good story about you know all these different mm-hmm. things. Um, uh, you know, I I started looking into feelings. Uh, I'm you know I just love to talk about feelings mm-hmm. and. Uh, I actually found this from someone that's not a Christian artist, not a, or a, you know, a, a Christian psychologist or anything like that. This was just an article that I was reading about feelings and something, it just kind of jumped out to me because I thought, you know, this, this actually applies to our, our spiritual life, but this wasn't wrote in that way. So, but listen to this. And the heading was, um, feelings aren't facts. The best thing, and I, I uh, copied and pasted a portion of it. If you want to look it up, I'll, uh, I'm going to mention the author and, and all that after you can check it out. The best thing to do when you're feeling like something isn't right is to check it out. Don't sit on it, push it down, or try to ignore it. Your emotions won't cooperate. Sometimes the only way out is by getting into the feelings and first looking at how you might be creating them. Combine that with some gentle, not accusatory, questioning of the person or people who you believe may be the cause. Look for truth and be open to see how it's possible that your feelings may not be accurate. It also can be helpful to get an outside perspective from someone that you trust, <coughs> like Oxford Holy Club. Um, and so what jumped out to me, though, was this. Um, Sometimes the only way out is by getting into the feelings and first looking at how you might be creating them. And I, and this isn't to put everything back on us, but I have found in my own life, Lucas, the times that I feel distant from God, like legitimately distant from God, are because I've created that distance in space. There's usually a reason there, and, it's, and, and God hasn't changed his position. Right. God has, you're, and you're right on. He's never changed that. Now that article, by the way, is by Barton Goldsmith. He's a PhD and uh, in emotional fitness, which I thought was a really cool title. Uh, but it really jumped out to me the fact that we need to be open to looking to see if, okay, what am I doing? 
how am I creating this this gap? And, and is the reason why I don't feel that he's there is maybe because I'm not as close as I thought I was, and maybe what I was focusing on was not the real thing. Maybe what you know, I, maybe I wasn't really focusing on my relationship with Jesus, but I was focusing on all these other good things like the Bible, church, youth group, you know, all that stuff. Um, and. And the only, you know, the only other quote that jumped out at me, and it, it took me a while to remember who said it. Well, I thought I knew who said it, and then Lucas, I'll turn it back, toss it back over to you, unless you want to get this. You know, why don't you get, why don't you hit this first, and I'll toss out the last quote. Yeah, well, I just think it's a couple. Got a couple thoughts about it, and and first of all is, I this is I read this in a in a marriage book, I think, uh, not about this, but uh, it, it applies, and it says. Um, it's possible to act your way into feeling, but it's not possible usually to feel your way in action. If you wait till you feel like doing something, you're a lot less likely to do it. Um, but if you just do it anyway, even if you don't feel like it, um, you can kind of get there. So if you're like, oh, I'm not feeling close to God. Well, you still, you know, do do the stuff, you know, do do the prayer and, and do this Absolutely. reflection and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and then, then you can get there. If you're waiting till, oh, I want to wait till I feel close to God before I am close to God. Well, that I, I again I hate to speak for everyone but like to me that's not usually how it works you have to you have to put in the time and put in the the not the work but you know what I'm saying um and one kind of thought I had is and again it's tricky because we don't know I, I don't know anyway the question asker at all so but something to consider is um is there a sin or something else in the way in your life that you think could be kind of blocking this because now, obviously, no one is without sin, so that you, you know, nobody's perfect. But sometimes there's like, uh, there's something that is a a habit in your life, uh, a sin that's that you know you know you need to let go of, you know is wrong, but you're not, and you're trying to like kind of make up for it by doing all the other stuff perfectly. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. gonna work. It's not gonna work until you you let go of that thing, and then then the other stuff will come. You make a really good point, Lucas, and it's crazy to think that we would. If we're not feeling close to God, then we would pull even further back. You know, like if, if I don't feel close to my friends, like, you know, you and Andrew and, mm-hmm. and, and others, if, if, there, if we've had time apart and we're feeling distant, well, then I reach out, right? That's right. And so if we hadn't talked in quite a long time and I was feeling distant from you, I'm not going to put, you know, I'm not going to go, well, I'm, I'm not going to reach out because what's that going to do? And Maybe Brad doesn't exist. You know, I haven't talked to him in a long time. You know, maybe he's not there at all. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say that, right? I would understand that I need to reach out. Right. The last quote is this, and it it comes from a very interesting source. I don't know how else to put this. Um, but when I read this, this was the first thing that popped into my head. Your feelings betray you, Darth Vader. <laughs> Uh, yep. Darth Vader said that, I think, to Luke about his feelings and how they betrayed him. What we feel isn't always reality. Then that's not to say that you're not feeling that way because our feelings are natural. Um, actually, it's funny because if you remember, we had um, we had a guest on uh, Dwight Ingersoll a while ago and and he spoke once and he said he spoke at, a, at one of our youth rallies and I'm hoping to get him back on so we can actually share this he said um, your feelings are natural your response needs to be supernatural mm-hmm. so you know what, what you're feeling yeah okay that's real you're feeling it well how are you going to respond in in those emotions in that feeling 
Uh, it needs to be supernatural. It has to be with the Lord. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now that time of the show for our not a sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight something that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does it well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to bring to your attention a radio station. Yep, you heard it right. You heard it here first. 96.5 Joy FM Radio. Now, you can't get this unless you're in Fredericton, but but don't lament. I'm going to tell you, hang on, hold on. Come 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 through this ad break with us and or not a sponsor break, and I'm going to tell you all about it because this is important to you. The Joy Network is a combined missional business of Joy FM and Joy Cares, serving the greater Fredericton River Valley community. 96.5 Joy FM operates as a business, providing the opportunity for traditional radio advertising and digital social media campaigns to a very dedicated audience. They offer the best rates in radio advertising and professional production while being able to pivot easily and offer the personal touch. Joy Cares is the mission alarm and fully operates as the mission. Joy Cares offers several opportunities for partnership, leading to direct community development through financial investment with management of your efforts, as little or as much help as needed. As the Joy Network, they have the unique ability to offer a hybrid of these partnerships where your ministry or business can work with the Joy Network in a portion of advertising and traditional digital marketing and so into the ministry of Joy Cares. As people find value in having positive family-friendly, sorry, positive family-friendly programming over the airways, they have the ability to give on a personal level as well with tax donation receipts issued. So that was a long blurb, but let me just get to this. And then, I, and then I'm going to bring Lucas in on this one because it's important. Their vision is to provide a Christian music format that is innovative, diverse, and unique to Fredericton. Provide spoken word programs that encourage, challenge, and foster growth in believers encourage unity, fellowship, and servant-hearted leadership amongst a wide diversity of churches in the Fredericton area, provide a showcase for local, regional, and national Christian music artists, provide a forum for community awareness of local church ministry, organizational programs, and leadership initiatives throughout Fredericton through interviews, information exchange, and public service announcements regarding local and national issues. Woo! Uh, have you ignored the fact that I've said it's in Fredericton and you're trying to turn your dials right now wherever you are? Well, um, don't touch that dial. Don't don't touch it. Don't touch that dial. Don't don't touch it. Hands off the dial. Here's the thing. Joy FM is fantastic. And I grew up in a small town that did not have a Christian radio station. And you may be in a similar situation. Well, here's the thing. It's it's awesome to have a local um, Christian radio station, and they don't just you know play canned music. They have spoken word. They have they have live DJs three times a day, um, and they're uplifting. And I listen to them every single day uh, on the way into school or my car. But I also listen, and this is how you can listen um, over the internet. So if you have a Google, uh, a Google Mini, a Google Home, any of those things, you can just say, "Hey Google, stream Joy FM." Oh, now I've gotten my Google Home all messed up. Um, <laughs> okay, Lucas, I'm cutting you off. We're, we're, we're cutting you off. Uh, we're hearing from the producers that you've gone on too long. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can stream this radio station in your home on your device. I want to help you with this. Ready? Turn, turn your volume up. Hey, Google, 
Stream Joy FM. Hey, Siri, stream Joy FM. Oh, now I've messed up my Google. Alexa, stream 96.5 Joy FM. Computer, Earl Grey tea, hot. That's where it was from. There you go. <laughs> if anyone, I'll tell you what, if anyone can tell me where that comes from, Lucas, don't, don't, tell, don't tell them. Guys, this, this, um, this radio station is fantastic. I just love having Christian music and programming uh, with me wherever I'm going. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at providing local Christian radio and programming than 96.5 Joy FM. Not a sponsor. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you're still with us and not listening just to Joy FM. Now, I should say, listen to that. But right now, you're with us, okay? So don't touch that dial. Well, we're going to move into our tough questions with tough answers. And, and Lucas, this actually was asked to me tonight. I was sitting down with my kids and, and we, my wife. We were in the living room. My son and I were playing uh, Catan and um, not a sponsor. And, but... Um, but but Harmony, out of nowhere, she just asked the question, um, how do you know the story of God is true? And I, and I said, well, what, what do you mean, hon? Because, you know, we've, we've talked about God and, and you know, uh, when she was uh, four or five in that, you know, in that time, she asked if she could pray to ask Jesus into her heart. And, and, and I mean, you don't, you know, you don't know a whole lot about it then, but I believe what, what she believed then was genuine. Anyway. She asked, and then she said, you know, how do we know that what, what the Bible says is true? How do we know that there, you know, if there's another story about how we were made and another story, how do we know that's not true? Mm -hmm. I've had people bring this up before, even in our, even, even in my small group, you know, they say like, well, you know, there's all these other religions and they all think they have it right. How do we know we have it right? You know, and, that, and that's a fair question to ask. It, it is. And it, it threw me because um, one of the, at the very beginning of our podcast, when you listen to the intro, you know, we quote the scripture that says, you know, to be ready always to give an answer to the hope that's in you. Right. Um, and that includes my nine-year-old daughter. When she asks, I need to be exactly. ready to give her an answer. And, and I'm going to, I started to talk to her and then I realized that I wasn't honestly prepared to give an answer to my nine-year-old that made sense to her. Um, right. You know, like if I'm talking with the teens or talking with young adults or the congregation, it's, I can, it's, maybe it's too easy for me to get into the Christian jargon and, and that kind of stuff, but to bring right. it down to my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old's listening now, uh, <coughs> I'm like, I want to do this right so that they understand because am I going to get into all kinds of archeological evidence and things like that? <laughs> Probably not. Um, what I started to share was how I knew it was real because of what had happened inside of me. But then she wanted to know about that. And I wasn't really ready to tell my nine-year-old about God getting me off of drugs and, and you know, alcohol and um, all kinds of other things. I, you know, I, so I'm, that's when I backed away and was just like, Harmony, I will answer you, but I would like a little bit of time just to think about this. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it made me think, you know, this might be a good one for us to, to mull over. You know, if someone asked you, listener, tonight, how do you know what you believe is true? Or do you know what you believe is true? Uh, have you searched scripture out? Have you searched things out? Too often, I think that we just take everything for granted. Like, you know, when someone says it, well, then it must just be true. I'm, I, so many things I learned as a kid, 
uh, about the, you know, about the Bible and things. When someone later in my life would ask me, why do you believe that? I didn't have an answer because I'm like, I mm. <laughs> just do. I just do. Stop asking questions. A tomato and a cucumber told me so. <laughs> we didn't. Ah, oh, VeggieTales. Yes. Uh, the first thing that went through my brain when how do I know the story of God is true is, is the Bible. Well, then the next logical question that comes up is, well, how do you know the Bible is true? Because if you're basing everything on this Bible, then if the Bible isn't true, then everything you believe is probably not. Yeah, you know, I'm just putting that kind of plainly. I've heard that argument before. Um, and this is where you would you could definitely get into the conversations about how um, you know there are archaeological evidences that you know the places that the Bible talks about are real and they're there and they discover them. You know, there's places that uh, that they didn't think existed, uh, and and then archaeological you know archaeologists dig dig places up and they're like, oh my goodness, it was true. And it's funny because, you know, right before they found it, they used it as, as, as evidence against the Bible. Like, well, they said this town exists and it didn't exist. So obviously it's all, it's all made up. And all of a sudden they find that town. They're like, lucky guess. Right. Hmm. Uh, and all kinds of different things. You know, there's, there's prophecy in, in the Bible that talk about, you know, future events that would take place. And then, you know, as the progression of time goes by, you see that these things actually come, you know, I say come true, but, you know, um, are actually fulfilled. Um, the fact that, the, you know, that the Bible, even in and of itself, if you were to read the Bible, you could read that whole thing through and see one common theme the whole way. But what you don't understand maybe is the thousands of years that it took to compile that book. And mm. I'm not, I don't know about you, but to me, that would be difficult with all kinds of different authors, you know, and, and all this different stuff to maintain that kind of theme. And yet it's there. Uh, so there's just, to me, there's so much, there's so much overwhelming physical evidence that we see um, that would, that would support scripture. Lucas, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. And I, I know I've heard people say that, you know, creation, you know, demands a creator. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and that's, and if, you know, you've been out on like a beautiful day and you're looking at the trees and everything and, and someone comes by and you say, oh, this just happened by fluke accident. This could have all been a barren rock. But no, you know, you know, two cells happened. And then all of a sudden everything just became this beautiful planet that we have. You know, and I, you know, I, I forget who it was. Somebody said, like, I just don't have enough faith to believe in that. <laughs> I have to believe someone created it and it didn't just happen. And, you know, they say the chances of, you know, life happening on this planet would have to be basically people lined up from here to the moon, all flipping a coin and all them all landing on heads at the same time. Like that's more likely than mm. life just boom happening by accident. Um, so, you know, to me there's that to start with. And there's just the fact that like all that stuff aside, just the fact that, you know, living, I've never regretted living my life as a Christian. Um, everybody needs to have a compass. Everybody needs to have a kind of a system to live their life by. And I haven't seen any of that compared to, to Christianity. Now that doesn't mean that Christianity Christians can't have big problems because we don't all play by the rules and the way we're, the way we're supposed to do it. We don't, you know, follow what God's laid out for us. But when you do it, um, it leads to a full life, and it's not an easy life sometimes, but it's 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 a it's a valuable one. Um, and I've never found uh, you know anything 
Everybody has a compass in their life. There's something they use to decide everything. It could be money. It could be fame. It could be friends. It could be whatever. But the problem is all of those things will let you down in this life. Um, but faith faith in Christ will not. Um, so I, there's I, th- that. I think it's interesting that the person said it would take more faith to believe in, let's, we'll just call, say it, evolution. Yeah. Right? Uh, that yeah. that we came from nothing. Uh, I, I've often thought, and you kind of, you mentioned it, um, if if somebody who's never met anybody was walking through the desert and they found a watch out in the desert, mm-hmm. what would what would that what would that mean? There there has to be a watchmaker, right? Right. There has to be a watchmaker. Watches don't just you know, and they're intricate and and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, I mean, our watches don't work like that anymore. I've got that sweet mm-hmm. Pebble watch, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, but it used to be, you know, like watches with all kinds of gears and intricate little <laughs> movements and, and all of this. And if one thing mm-hmm. is off, that watch doesn't work. And in, in the same way you look at creation, you know, which you just mentioned, it's all intricate. And, and, and you know, if I forget the degrees or, or the distance, like if the earth was, you know, just a little bit further away from the sun, we would, you know, we'd freeze to death. If it was just a little bit closer, we'd, we'd burn alive. And yet we're right in this pocket mm-hmm. and, and all these different things. And all these gears just click together and and we go, nope, we came from nowhere. This is just random. Yeah. I, I do not buy that. Um, Someone threw a Lego set in the dryer and turned it on and it assembled itself whoa. all the time. <laughs> you know, and then for me, though, <clears throat> all of those things, and th- to me, those are those are all kind of a mental uh, acknowledgement. But for me, it's got to hit. It's got to hit home. It's got to be, you know, it's got to hit in the heart for me. So, and I think for all of us, um, you know, in Mark one seventeen, Jesus said to uh, to to uh, who would be who would be his first disciples. He said, "Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men." The reason I share that is because I want to highlight this little part of that. I will make you become. My personal experience with Jesus has been he has made me something that I could never be on my own. And I know that because I've tried. You know, there's a version of me that I would love to be that, you know, doesn't deal with all these things and wasn't addicted to all this other stuff. And when I was, I could not deal with that stuff on my own. And when I said, okay, Jesus, I will follow you, he made me become something that I could never be on my own. The other thing, Luke twenty four forty nine, and and this was this was to the to the Jewish people, but but it came to the Gentiles, which we are a part of, uh, a little bit later, in Acts. But it said, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. What he was talking about was the Holy Spirit coming and filling uh, his church, his people, <coughs> and. And you can see at the beginning of Acts that happened uh, to the Jewish people first, and then a little bit later it came to the Gentiles. The point is this, is that one of the reasons that I know that I know that I know is because he sent the Holy Spirit to fill me, and I've experienced that in my life. And once you've, once you've experienced that, you can't unexperience that. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I live my life perfectly? No, but I will never deny Jesus or the Holy Spirit or the Father because what I've experienced in my life has been too real. 
it's, it's something that could not have happened unless there was a God who was active in my life. And I think it's funny because people, you know, what if, what if it's wrong? What, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? You know, you go through all the stuff that we've just talked about. What if you're wrong? And I'm like, well, that's easy. I mean, well, worst case scenario, I've lived a life where I've loved others and I've, and I've put other people first and I've avoided destructive tendencies. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be upset. You know, I wouldn't be, oh, think of all the swears I could have done. You know, like I'm not stressed out about that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I could have cheated on my taxes all these years. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Could have made a little more money maybe <sighs> and been dishonest. Like, no, uh, no thanks. Yeah. I don't think anybody on their deathbed goes, I wish I just had more money right now. Yeah. Um, yep. I... I want, I want to be able to put this in a way that my kids understand it, about the experience that I've had. And I would like to show them some of the things that we see in the world uh, that, that talk about, you know, that, that show the Bible uh, or, or, you know, that show that God is real. And um, so I think it's a really good question, one that we all need to be ready and willing to answer. It is a lot deeper than we're going to get into tonight. That mm-hmm. quite, I mean, good grief. Uh, I, <laughs> Focus on the Family has some really good articles on this. There's all kinds of books that have been written. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying, I lost it. I had one. Go ahead. I, I heard a great Focus on the Family interview about that on 96.5 Joy FM just the other day. Are you, are you serious? Uh, no, but they are, on, Focus on the Family is on Joy FM. So, I mean, it could have happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So uh, here's the, if you don't have an answer to this question right now, uh, Christian, we need to find one because the world wants to know why we believe what we believe and, and our kids want to know why we believe what we believe and, and it needs to make <coughs> sense. It needs to make sense. Uh, Lucas, how did the elephant get in the room? This is not a riddle. So I should, <laughs> I should be clear. This is another Yahoo answers. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, how did the elephant get in the room? Now, I've, I, I recently found myself in a meeting where someone said, let's address the elephant in the room. And there was no physical element. Element? Elephant. <laughs> there was no real elephant. And we've all said this at one time or another. How did the elephant get in the room? This Someone brought it with them. How did you fit an elephant in the room? Th- this reminded me. Do you remember the uh, the commercial that was on a long time ago about the house it's, hippo? It's still on, by the way. No, it's not. It's still on. Uh, middle school kids that I taught are like, because we talked about the house hippo, and they're like, oh, yeah, the house hippo. It's so great. They, I heard them referencing it. I was like, where would you know that from? They're like, from TV. It's on all the time, which made me happy that it's still on TV. Well, that's. I'm glad to hear that. When the first time I've got to be honest, the first time I saw the house hippo, I'm like this. That no, this is amazing. <laughs> and then it took that dark turn in the end when it wasn't a real thing. Old <laughs> gullible Brad. So how did the elephant get in the room, Lucas? Give a, this person wants to know about about this awkward situation. Like, apparently, that's in the room that we've called the elephant. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say one step at a time, you know, uh, I'm always using the, the example, I forget who said it, but you know, when you're trying to talk, when someone's getting like overwhelmed by a big task and you say, how do you, how do you eat an elephant a bite at a time? Oh, so I guess soul. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to use the same thing. How do you get an elephant in a room? A step at a time. All right. I'll take that. Lucas, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, 
book recommendation. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Why don't you hit me with yours? Uh, yeah, I was. I saw we were doing book recommendations this week, and I just kind of pulled one out of the air. Uh, it's one that I read a, like a couple years ago now, but it's been a really, really good one. It's called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud. He's a he's a Christian psychologist, and he just talks about uh, the importance of creating healthy boundaries. You know, if you have bad boundaries. You're always going to be kind of at the whims of other people as they kind of impose things on you because you don't have good boundaries uh, and setting boundaries with people being so important. And it's one of those books that's, you know, so popular. There's there's boundaries. There's boundaries for kids. There's boundaries for dating. There's boundaries for, you know, like they have all the spinoff yeah, yeah. books, yep. but uh, which I haven't read any of those. But the boundaries one is a solid read. If you ever see it somewhere, pick it up and give it a read. It's and if you can apply it to your life, you'll be further ahead for it. Very cool. Mine is the Complete Bible Discovery Set by Stephen M. Milner. Uh, Mill, yep, Miller. Sorry, Stephen M. Miller. And I can't, I can't read and speak. Maybe tonight. it's Stephen M. Miller. It's no, it's Stephen M. Miller. Um, it's right in front of me right now. It's a, it's a three pack of books. One, one book is the Complete Guide to the Bible. The other is Bible Snapshots, and the other is Who's Who and Where's Where in the Bible. These books are fantastic at being able to look at the context of the day, seeing all kinds of, um, of pictures of the areas you know where Jesus would have been and other people, and uh, and just really gives a good overview of the Bible and what. What I've really appreciated because I've had other books like this that seem to have been written in I don't I don't know uh, they're just boring I found them quite boring I found this to be very engaging and makes me actually it's a it's a page turner which is crazy because it's not it's not an action novel right? right but but the way that it's written you're like oh man I want to know more about you know what what happened with Joseph and and all that kind of stuff so I'd really recommend that all right, Lucas, it's time to get out of here. So thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to be with us tonight, listeners. Very glad. Lucas was nodding his head because he thought that I was tipping my hat to him. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Lucas. <laughs> Thanks. I, I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and thank you, <laughs> listeners. Uh, so and glad. thank you, Brad. Oh, hey, man. I just enjoy this. Um Listeners, if you ever want to send in your questions, you know that you can do that, right? Uh, at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. Send those questions in. We'd love to be able to answer them, goof on them if they're silly or, or, or whatnot. Remember, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OxfordHolyClub. And if you do use the, uh, the social medias, use our hashtag, O-Club, O-H-C-L-U-B. And for every five-star rating on iTunes, we will read it on the air. Uh, so you can use that to send a message to a friend if you like, if maybe, you know, you can't use your data anymore and, uh, and you got to somehow get a message to somebody in a week's time that listens to the podcast, five-star review. It's like a letter, but less efficient. Very much less efficient. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. <laughs>